What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Up in Flames. As always, I'm your host, Mo Murphy, and today I got two special guests. I got the the triage of the Off the Ball Network here. I got Jeff Hunt. I got Chris LeBron. We brought Jeff out. We're talking basketball, so I know it's probably a surprise, but this is where, this is the time where Jeff jumps all in on basketball. So before we get into that, we will be right back right after this. Telling you my problems, meditating my silence. But I keep pushing my pen, rotating my stylus. Brokenness feeling like seeing, not no Creflo dollar. Used to be left on red, now all the girls go holler. Now all the girls go follow. All the fake friends gon' pile up. I need peace to borrow, get that shit right back tomorrow. Somehow all the fans go bravo, smile so much to hide my sorrow. Face the shaky and bravado. I can't hold the frown And we are live. It is Up in Flames live. Appreciate everybody for tuning in, listening. Once again, like I said, I am your host, Mo Murphy. I got my guy, Chris LeBron, and I got my guy, Jeff Hunt, in the building. So before we get into it, Jeff, how you doing? Uh, pretty good. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, you you nailed it. This is my time of the season after the All Star break. I'm I I do a full cannonball into the uh, NBA world, and I I love it. I'm enjoying it. Of everything I've seen, you know, as I've started this, you know, kind of as the NFL playoffs slowed down, my NBA viewing picked up. Um, I'm I'm ready for this stretch run. I think it's going to be a classic, classic in end in playoffs of the NBA season. Yeah, one hundred percent. I had to bring you on for the simple fact. I guess the last topic that we're going to cover is where I knew, like, okay, you would nail it. Who would have late season storylines? Just a sneak peek preview. That's what we're going to close out the show with. Um, kind of the expectations of the second half or second 25%, however you want to consider of the season. There's 23 to 25 games left, um, depending on what team you are. But before we get into that, Chris, what's going on, bro? Nothing much, bro. Just, you know, uh, you know, hearing people yell about the All-Star game and going crazy about that stuff and – you know, people blaming LeBron James about stuff that he had nothing to do with is uh, is very interesting. <laughs> very, very interesting. So uh, I'm looking forward to, to uh, chopping it up about this. Yeah, and so speaking of the All-Star game, we're going to jump right into it. So the All-Star game happened. Um, if you're watching this live, it's Monday night. So the All-Star game happened last night. Mike Malone had, you know, a, a, a take on it where this was the worst basketball game he's ever seen. But I feel like I'll ask you, Jeff, first, are the expectations of what you think the All-Star game is supposed to be too high right now? Yes, they, they, they really are, because here's here's what we're asking. We're asking we want the very, very best players on the planet to show up, put on the uniform and go out there and play. And at the same time, we we also want a sort of competitive game to go along with that. But you're talking about. This this is starts the most crucial part of the NBA season. You have the most it, not just the best players, but the most important players on the planet out there, and you want them to go out there and, and be a part of the game. And you can't have both. There's no way that you know a guy like uh, you know Tatum, older guys, you know like LeBron or you know any you know even Lillard or any of these guys, you know, trying to make a push. Like they're not going to risk it all. You know, with what what do we got now? Like thirty games left in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so then what what you would have if you want a competitive game? Guess what? None of these guys are going to play. Um, you know, if you want all the guys to play, this is what it's going to look like, and that's just the facts of it. I mean, the, the thing about the NBA is you got five people on a team, and each one of those teams that that is vying for a title has one player that's going to decide whether they have a chance or not. That one player, you do not want to see them go down with it because you get a late season high ankle sprain or something. It can cost your team a playoff spot. It can cost your team a championship. And I know that they play every night. I know all the you know the risk and all that. And I know people want to watch. But to me, 
It's about like, I want to see the players there. And the only way that they're going to be there is if there's very limited chance of them getting hurt. Even LeBron got hurt last night. That could have been a nasty injury mm-hmm. when he take when he takes his, I mean, splits his hand on the rim. Like that could be nasty. Um, you know, luckily it's not or whatever, but just little stuff like that. You don't want that to decide the season either. It's a tough spot to be in. All-star games are weird. They're weird in every, you know, every sport. sport. And that's just how it is. So yes, the expectations are too high. They've changed the scoring format to make it, you know, you know, more inviting, slightly more competitive. Um, I, I guess the bottom line is these guys are willing to go out there and and show off their, I'll just say their offensive skills. Obviously, you know, the defense doesn't factor into it. And it, it's not, there's not a better version of this that I can think of. I don't know how you can tell these these guys to go out and play hard when they're, they're gearing up for the stretch run like they're going to. Yeah, and so... <clears throat> I know the clip that's been floating around all day was like the Kobe Bryant clip, you know, from when he was on the podcast and was saying like, we used to compete. um, We used to play hard. It was the display of what the best players in the world. And we wanted to prove who was better than who. But at the same time, I also think the NBA has gotten so talented that a lot of the good players can't, like you said, Jeff, you can't risk the second part of the season because like, if you look at the Western conference, if Luca goes down in that game competing hard against a DeMontis Sabonis in a one-on-one scenario in the middle of the All-Star game, like, that could ruin Dallas's season. And so now you're looking and you're like, that just, that's not it. Like, that we, we don't want to do that. So they want these guys to compete, but at the same time, if any one of them got hurt, oh, well, was it worth the rest of the season getting injured in an All-Star game that's just supposed to be Something exciting for the fans. So, like, and real quick before Chris goes, nobody wants to see a free throw shooting competition either. That that doesn't matter. Like we'll we'll put up with that in the playoffs or something, you know, with it on the line. But nobody wants to see that in an All Star game. All right. Yeah, and and that's what that's where just I say like we want these guys to compete. Like there's people who like I really want them to compete. I want to see the display of the best players in the world. But like like you said, Jeff, these are the best players on everybody's team. And like. Yeah. They are the difference in whether we could win or lose. If Donovan Mitchell goes down for four to six weeks, how do you look at the Cavs? If LeBron James goes down, the Lakers don't make a stretch run and they're they're not getting into the play-in. They might not anyway, but they're not doing that. Like, Luka goes down and now you're not looking at the Dallas Mavericks as like, okay, that dynamic duo between Luka and Kyrie is not going to happen. We're not going to see them fruition. So now what do they look like? So... These are the best players on the best teams on display. But we want them to risk, like for one great game on a Sunday night, we want them to risk essentially the second half of the season. I'm going to reach into my ex uh, podcaster host bucket here and 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 tee Chris up here because I have a question that I want to ask both you guys, but I want him, I want to give this to him to to help me out here. What would players, what would fans rather watch? Backups playing a more competitive all-star game or the best players in the world playing what we saw last night? Because, you know, there's a lot of sports like the Pro Bowl and stuff that, like, nobody cares. Like, if you if you take – we talk about the Pro Bowl, what everybody say? Like, wait a minute, Huntley's a Pro Bowl quarterback and nobody cared or whatever. So, like, I just have that question, like – what would they rather see a more competitive ones with none of the superstars or what we saw last night? Take it away, Chris. Definitely. You know, nobody wants to see like we see in the NFL pro bowl where we're getting the eighth alternate to be, you know, we saw who there was, even though it was just, a, it was essentially a flag. Fo- it was a flag football game. We're seeing guys who obviously are pro bowlers, right? You saw Geno Smith and, Kirk Cousin, like, we don't want to see that. But when it comes to the NBA All-Star game, because obviously it's been, a, for some reason, people, like you said, people expectations for some reason for All-Star, an, an expedition, are crazy high. I don't, I simply don't get it. It is an All-Star game in the middle of the season. Like, yeah. I just don't get people's, like, going crayon. You know, yes, maybe you want it to be a little bit more competitive and all that, but, you know, we saw some injury. We saw LeBron get hurt and all that, and, like, but you know who gets, you know who should get more of the blame that doesn't get the blame? The fans. You want to know why? Because it used to be, right? Everybody talks about all the competition and all that. And it used to be like, 
it wasn't all or nothing as far as winning a championship or nothing. Nowadays, if you don't win a championship, people just discredit your career or whatever. They just eliminate what you do. I mean, look at LeBron James. He lost six finals, and people somehow think that's a bad thing, as if not going is better. Like, it, it, if 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 LeBron James didn't go to those six, let's say those six, if he was 4-0, oh, all right, how different we would look at LeBron, but we wouldn't care that the other six times he got he lost in the first round. It's kind of like with Jordan, right? He's 6-0 in the finals. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. When he gets there, he finishes the job. You know, but what about the all other years where he's losing in the first round and all that? So fans have created something that they don't even realize they created. <laughs> they created this in a way. They created this because all enough. So now the players are like, well, I mean, this doesn't mean anything. The regular season doesn't mean anything. The only thing that matters is once we get to the summer. Yeah. And winning a championship because that's all that's all fans care about. If you don't win a championship, you're irrelevant. You're you're garbage. You're not a Hall of Famer. You're not this. You're not that. That's that's what we've gotten to. So fans are complaining, oh, that the game's not competitive. Oh, well, maybe if you stop with the expectation being championship or bust with people and actually giving credit to people for getting to the conference finals, like maybe the players would be like, all right, maybe we should take this a little bit more. And they do on that time. And you know what? I was watching the 2000 All-Star game. It, it, I watched it. They weren't going all in. For you know, you know, they have moments, and that's and we get that in every all star game, right? Mo Jeff, every all star game, we have those little moments where, like, all right, you see LeBron going against Kobe or, or Shaq versus whoever, Hakeem. We see those moments, but that's what the all star game is about is moments and all that. Yeah, do we really care about you know who, who wins or loses? Or the, the, it's it's gotten to a point where the fans have not realized that they've created a lot of this because of their expectations of winning and losing winning championships that's all people care about like if you don't win a championship look at how people look at chris paul he's a bum i mean th- chris paul is arguably one of the greatest point guards who have ever laced up a pair of shoes to play in this game and we look at him so down because he hasn't won a championship or he lost a 2-0 lead and all that so this all or nothing thing is is matriculated to where it is now you used to you never used to be that well maybe to an extent but not not how it is now with the way social media is. So, I, I, I fans have a big reason why pe- players are just like, eh, you know, we're not gonna we're not gonna go all in and all that because and also like you said, like what if someone gets hurt? What if LeBron James had a broken finger, a broken yeah. hand, and all that? And I mentioned this before, and people are like, well, no, but uh, but what about the competition? That's for your entertainment and all that. But that doesn't mean people who went to Utah didn't have a great time yeah. or didn't have the time of their lives and all that. So to me, it's like expectations need to, it is an expedition. All right. I don't, I don't think a single fan of whoever team was playing, whether I'm a Knicks fan, I did not want to see Julius Randle play that. I don't want to see him get hurt. I don't care what he does. It doesn't mean he made the all-star team that make that, that he reps, you know, my team. That's that I'm good. I'm good. He plays whatever minutes. I don't care. And I think most fans, but I think feel like it's a, now in the, in today's age, we just find reasons to complain, and it's just really gotten so bad because this isn't an to me, it's not a real issue. We're not going to talk about we're totally talking about this because it's people are complaining about it, but like it really isn't. We always, I forgot about the all star game the minute it was over, it was always like, yeah. Oh, that's cool, it's over with. All right, now what's what's going to happen to Nick? Now, yeah. look at the storylines and all that in the West as a fan, and then as a fan of my team, my Knicks, can the Knicks get can the Knicks continue to? To, to play better with Brunson and Randall. That's what we really care about. Yeah. Do we really care about the, the, the ending of an all-star game or what it's like? I just feel like fans what, are just made it really unbearable at times. What I thought was really cool to come out of this, and I've been talking about this all day. I've told you guys all day. What I thought was successful about the all-star game, and this is why I, li- why I like it, and this is something that the NBA has always kept in mind. They don't care. Like, you know, Chris, Mo, Jeff are going to watch NBA basketball. The all-star game does not affect like that's basically four or five days off of the game that we, you know, we we don't have to like focus on, or it's just, it's just all-star weekend. But like young people are people that don't watch a lot of it or whoever they, 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 last night, they might've got introduced to Tatum. I'll tell you what, that run there in the third quarter with Tatum and Lillard, that was fun. 
like yeah. to see just like how the shooting would keep going and if the streak would keep going and how many points they would score. And we get to know these guys. We, we get to know their personalities. They're interviewing guys on the sidelines. Like, you know, I thought Giannis had a great weekend of just like, like being on camera, you know what I mean? Like being an ambassador for the league, we get to know the faces. And that's something that the NFL has lacked on for years. Like the NFL and it's, it's, it's by design, their jerseys, except for the quarterbacks, their jerseys, mm-hmm. um, because they're, they're expendable. And that's the NFL. They don't, they don't want you to care about injuries. They don't want you to care about concussions. They want you to care about the name on the front of the Jersey and just keep things moving along. The NBA wants you to get to know these guys because all the the majority of the stars, the majority of the players, but especially like the stars that are there this weekend, they're interesting guys. They have stuff to say. They're funny. They're engaging. I think that's also something that a lot of the people don't like. They can't understand why, you know, these guys don't fist fight at center court. You know what I mean? But that's just not how it is. Like they, they compete when they're playing a sport. They do so. I thought it was cool. Like I got to watch. I don't. I don't ever watch like uh, a marketing play. I had a blast. Like wa- like mm-hmm. getting to see him play and being like, "Holy shit! Look at his skill set." I I enjoyed Jason Tatum's kind of like taking over party is what I'll call it. Giannis went out, you know, because he's dinged up, so he didn't play. LeBron went out early. Uh, Tatum got a chance to like be showcased and he's he's one of the great players in the leagues an MVP candidate so we get to see him his shoes released how cool is that like all that stuff that's fun and that sticks with fans who may not watch the game all the time so to me whatever percentage of fans follow up with that when the real games start back this week that's the success of the all-star game if somebody's like I want to watch this Utah Jazz like I'm going to make an effort to watch you know market and play or some of these guys play that may not be you know, front and center every night. I'm going to make an effort to go watch more of their basketball because I'm like, I see their skill set. I want to see how this translates. So to me, I thought this weekend was a huge success. It was. It was. Like you said, there's so many cool stuff that we saw, like like sneaker releases and all that stuff we would never see. And like, there's, but people we, it feels just like we're a part of it. Like we're inside yeah. on it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, even when you think about it, like, so I remember back, I was in high school, Jeff, not to make you feel old, but I was in high school. I am, I, I like, am old. You don't have to make me feel old. Yeah, it was cool where it was like LeBron, Kevin Durant, and Kobe Bryant were releasing the All-Star Game sneakers for All-Star Weekend. So we knew what they were going to wear. They were releasing like probably that Wednesday, Thursday prior to that to give all the fans an opportunity to buy those shoes and rock them or whatever. And it was a marketing thing. And that's when like marketing is kind of taking over the NBA, especially at this point. But it's like people are upset about it now. So now that we're closer to the players, we get to follow. Excuse me, we get to follow them. We get to understand them, and we kind of get to be a part of their lives and feel attached to these players. Now it's like it's ran its course to where people have to complain about that. Now they want them distant. Now we don't want to the social media. We don't want to know them on social media. We don't want them to interact with people. It's like yeah. we're. 10 years ago, that's what we were begging for. Like, we were begging for a response from one of these athletes. People cry for this. Like, we, we like you mentioned with the NFL, like, we want more of this in the NFL. We get it in basketball, but people complain. And that's you know, why you can't have nice things. You want to hear a hot take? So, the biggest sporting event yesterday was actually the Daytona 500, which I admittedly don't watch. But, again, I do not judge people for watching it or care. That's awesome. Enjoy it. But imagine my hot take being like, wait a minute, you're – your your sport is doing the same thing 500 times. Okay, I got you. And people would lose their shit. Yeah, and it's basically they come after basketball, you know, with all the visceral. And I'm like, you can watch like all kinds of sports. Like you can watch whatever you want. You can turn on a movie. I, I think I turned on, I think I watched the end of a, an episode of Baywatch. Do you, like, do you think it's jealousy? Do you think, I think basketball is the one sport that everyone's, Chris, we really everyone's played, everyone's said, played, but yet like this. keep going. Everyone, everyone's played basketball. Cause it's so easy. All you need is a ball and, 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 and it's, it's, a, it's truly and American around. sport. It is and it, I think American it is because sport. football, you need a bunch of people to play yep. and baseball, you need equipment and you know, all that. But basketball is the one sport where it doesn't matter how talented you are. Everyone's played basketball. I feel like it's jealousy. It's the one sport where people are super – because you cannot be LeBron James. You can't be LeBron you James. You can't be any you of those guys that are You out can't there be now. most of these guys, but you really can't be LeBron James or Kevin Durant. You, you, it is not that's a that thousand level. percent so of it. Because I think people are jealous. LeBron James, obviously, he's the guy, right? People yep. are jealous of LeBron James. 100%. There's hate 
for no damn reason. Let's, 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 there's, a, there's a reason that a certain percentage of people, probably about the same percentage that listen to Joe Rogan, love, <laughs> love basketball players, a certain type of basketball player that dives for loose balls. Yeah, the that, hustle, uh, the grain. Uh, I mean, the there, clotheslines. Let's just put it this way. There's a Delavadova fan club out there somewhere, and that's exactly who you're talking about, Chris. Yeah, and I, I think to to go to your point, Chris, before we move on, is like, and I've always said this. Like, before Jeff gets carried away. No, no, but it's just, oh, I've Jeff always, it on the head. You're right, Chris bro. is saying, I've always said this, is like, basketball is the one sport, and I've always thought, like, when you get to high school, right, like, if you don't go play college football, you may never play football again. If you don't go to play college baseball, you may never play come after you graduate high school. You may never play baseball again. You may never play tennis again. Like there's nobody, there's not really just the random, like, Hey bro, let's go play tennis. Hit me up. We're like basketball. Pick a, ba- pick a baseball games. Like, yeah, but like, that's a good point. But when you, like when it. you wake up, like you could be driving, you'd be like, I'm gonna run to the store. And then you got your hoop and shoes in the trunk. And there's a there's a pickup basketball game going on on the outdoor court. Now you don't see that as much as you used to back in the day. Like it makes me so sad. Well, I could drive by outdoor court and it's like 20 people are playing, and I had zero plans of playing basketball, but I had basketball shorts on, I had a t-shirt on, and I had shoes in the trunk. If I didn't already have shoes on, I'll just pull up there and play basketball. Basketball is the one sport where it lasts for forever. Essentially, there are yeah. 40, 50, 60 year old guys still playing basketball, playing in men's leagues. At 60 years old, the 50 and ups and the 60 and ups, like they're still because it's the one sport. So it does become a point where like people follow basketball more than anything because they feel like they can play. You you always still feel like you can play. That's one of the best takes. Honestly, that's one of the best takes you've ever had, Mo. And for that example, one thing that goes with me every time I go camping, I take my basketball because every campground has has a hoop just in case. Like last year, we got into a pickup basketball game with – you know, like three, you know, like teenagers were out there playing. You are a thousand percent right. So you're so connected to it for your entire yeah. life. Is this the one? And that's what I keep saying. Like people care so much. Keep people care so much about it because they care about it. And I, this isn't a shot at the NHL, but my point is, after the NHL All Star Game, a I did, didn't really know when it happened, but b there wasn't the visceral, the kickback, the it's just because it it's under the radar as opposed to basketball is truly america's game we're passionate about it we care about it there's a lot of jealousy on there's there's all sides of it but that's why i keep saying like it's a good thing that it's talked about because if like there's a lot of conversations going on between uh, you know fathers and sons mothers and daughters mothers and sons however whatever the mix is young and old about basketball after the all-star game that's conversations that's talking about players that's you know eye-opening it's all good for the sport yeah 100 percent. and like for me like growing up like my dad you know obviously my father like he was past his playing career but at the same time like i grew up and i could hoop with my my father and we'll go play pickup ball and it's like so you're always connected to basketball because as long as you can physically move you can play the sport. So it's like football, you have a different passion, but you also, yeah. most of us understand, like, I'm never playing football again. Yeah, I'm not, I, haven't, I haven't run an out route since I was 17 years yeah, old. Yeah, like, I'm just Good not, you, you. so you separate yourself for understanding the sport where basketball, you feel like you could go out there, play five on five right now, and if you give a guy buckets, you feel a little bit higher about yourself then yeah. you do like, okay, if I go play flag football and th- there's no pickup football like that. You're not just riding <laughs> past an empty field and seeing 25 guys playing football. It just doesn't happen. Yeah. So it, it's a different type of connection. So I'll move on real quick. And I just want to get your guys. That was thought. great. That was a great, that was a great take, Mo. Yeah, yeah, it's, I, it's true though. It this one, true. I just want to get your guys' thoughts. We're not going to spend a lot of time. I usually don't like to spend a lot of time talking about my team, whether it's negative or positive. So, Pat Riley finally he was in Eastern Conference Finals last year. Relax. They were, but I, I just don't like talking about my team, whether it's negative or positive. I really just I like talking about everybody else. I don't want to talk about my team because I, I might kill my team. And Jeff, you understand you're a Buckeyes fan. But Pat Riley finally woke up. And <laughs> what he woke up to do was add Kevin Love to the Miami Heat. And he added Cody Zeller. And so all day today, I've tried to find like 
How should I feel about this? Like, this is a team that was just in the Easter Conference Finals last year, went to seven games, had an opportunity to play for a Finals uh, two years ago, or, well, three years ago now. They were playing in the NBA Finals in the bubble. They were a first-round knockout the year after that, and then they go back to the Easter Conference Finals. How should I feel about the improvement of this team? Should I think this could make a run? So, Chris, I just want to ask you, like, Pat Riley woke up, didn't make no trades, made no moves, didn't improve his team, and he finally woke up to add Kevin Love and Cody Zeller. How are the Miami Heat supposed? How are you supposed to feel Aren't about? They, is that the same player? Is Ke- if Kevin Love and Cody Zeller the same player? Nah, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, um, uh, shout wait, out to me! Yeah. Shout out! Shout out to me not knowing Cody Zeller stuck around. At I this have, point, he's been man. around for a minute. Wait a minute! I got to ask a question. This is a serious question. Is uh, his doppelganger is Plumley still around too? Plumlee's yeah, Plumley's with, with the Clippers. with the Clippers. Get out. Yeah, he's See? with the Clippers. See? And it was kind of a key addition for the Clippers at that point in time. So, but adding Kevin Love. Tyler Hansborough's retired, right? Tell me Tyler Hansborough. Yeah, yes, he's retired. Yeah, yeah, okay, he's, okay. He might be in the coming back. He's not in the NBA. He's covering college basketball for a field of 68, I think. Yeah, so, Chris, is adding Kevin Love and Cody Zeller, is that was that solid for the heat was it a worthless move was it like you should have woke up and made a trade like what 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 how are you valuing these moves it's, it's not a it's not a needle mover i don't i'm not gonna look at adding kevin, kevin love and, and cody zeller and be like okay they're they're gonna move up in the standings and all that um i don't i don't think that's them i mean it what kevin love we're gonna see i mean we, we're he's shooting below 40 percent from the field uh, i think he think he's at his at one, and maybe his his worst, you know, career, you know, shooting from three. So it, you're not getting not even last year's version of Kevin Love and all that. So, I mean, it's still, you know, solid piece. He can, you know, stay in the corner and, you know, hit some threes and all that. But I, it's still I, I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, Miami's definitely going to be a top four seed. And, and Zeller is it's whatever. Like he's he's just a body at this point. You know, they did need some size. So, the, you know, I guess that's a solid, you know for a rotational big and all that. I don't know how much minutes he's going to play really, but it's not, it doesn't move the needle for me. That's not what they needed. Um, but you know, they had to do something. So, but that's not what they needed to do. I felt like they need to really upgrade, you know, uh, at the point guard position, especially, you know, yeah, but uh, that, that, it doesn't that, seem like eh, I'm not, it doesn't move me at all. So like we said it at the time though, about the Lowry situation, right? Like we all, we all, I think all three of us sat here when that happened and was like, Ugh. oh, Jeff, don't even get I, I know. I remember what. Now, here's what, oh, what I would God. say about it. The, the the only thing about Kevin Love, they he is a value for what they got him for since Cleveland bought yes, him out. Yes, because they right? got it for nothing. So that, that's huge. And he's he can be a part, but it's it. you're going to have to wait till the last second to unleash him because you can't, like, if he gets dinged up or anything at this age, especially the way he's he's tend to stay on the, you know, when he gets injured, it's tend to linger. And mm-hmm. so he's it, old now. Well, yeah. What? Well, yeah. But it's been forever. It's been that way. I mean, yeah, he just, it's, 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 he's, he's had good years. He's had great years. Um, you know, I think last, last year I hear finished second and six man voting, like, you know, yeah, he was viable, last viable year. player. He's, he's, he's fine to have on the, on the bench. You know, he's kind of like dollar general Haslam at this point. Like, you know, he's there, but, um, and he got a value, but, but I think what Riley said, or he just screwed up is basically like I built this team. We know what we can do when the, when it, when the, when it gets to playoff time, if we get, that's the thing Mm -hmm. though, they're not quite in a position, but if we get there, we know what we can do when it's time to turn on the defense, when it's time to get hard buckets, like I know what my team can do and let's see what happens. I think the East again, injuries are going to, injuries are going to tell the story of the NBA playoffs. We all know how it's going to go. Um, I think we all sit, sit here and say if Middleton doesn't get hurt last year, we have a different NBA playoffs. Doesn't matter. He did. But so I think he's just like rolling the dice. I think the East is strong this year. Even so, like even the Wizards, like <laughs> the last like month of the Wizards has been really good. Like there's there's a there's there's a lot of teams out there that are going to ruin somebody's season or make them work harder than they need to. Yeah. And I think so when I talked about it on my last show, I'm like, is Pat Riley all in? on this heat team because he didn't make no moves at the trade deadline. And now I look at it and I'm like, I think he is. And I think he just, whether the rest of the world believes it, I think he believes in the group of guys that he has. He made no moves in the off season. 
He made no moves at the trade deadline. He basically said, what I want to go forward with is Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and company. And and the Heat have always been known to get the most out of those, especially since LeBron left. Like, the Heat culture really turned up. When LeBron left, it's like we get the most out of those guys. Like, Max Struess is a name because he plays for the Miami Heat. Put him on any of the 29 other teams at – with the start of his career, and he probably is not an aide. Gabe Vincent, the same thing. Um, Caleb Martin was decent with the Hornets, but he comes with the Heat, and he's like, okay, he's a key piece in winning games for the Miami Heat. So they maximize and make names out of these guys. Like, Kendrick Nunn doesn't exist if he never played for the Miami Heat. Let's just be honest. Like, he's not that great of a player, but they maximize the small-time guys. So now I'm just like, okay, Pat Riley probably was like, I'm not trying to shake up what I like because or, or shake up anything on the roster because – at the end of the day, I went to sleep for the simple fact I went to sleep knowing that I love what I have on my roster and whether people love it or not. They're not an exciting brand of basketball, but like you can't deny that the Heat have been playing winning they, basketball. They play them. playoff type basketball and and Riley didn't, you know, quote unquote finance the future, you know, for and now he's he's throwing his team out there and he's like, I got faith in you. We'll see what happens. Real quick question for both of you. Um, we, we say, I think we agree that Lowry probably wasn't the, the guy, like if you could just, if you could just pick a player, I mean, obviously not like a superstar or whatever, but like a player that if you could, you could switch, you know, Lowry out with right now and not have to worry about a salary who makes this heat team, who gets them to be the best they could be. I, I can't figure out who that player is, but I know I you get have one. Russell Westbrook. Oh, Russell no. Westbrook. You think? Oh. Yes. Yes, oh. then listen. Disgusting. I have been pitching that since last year when you he have when he went to the Lakers. And, and I'm not going to argue. You watch, you watch. Mo wants his team to get 90 points a game, well, like it's the 90s. Listen, listen. He was in the trade market last year when they thought like he went to the Lakers. We saw it didn't fit, and there was a possibility of him being traded. And so I thought, like, with what they have with Jimmy Butler, with Bam Adebayo, with Tyler Hero, and supporting cast. What they're missing is a playmaking point guard who could take the ball to Jimmy Butler's hands and not ask him to literally be everything. Jimmy can That's go true. get buckets. I and do agree with that. I do agree. With and that. they're missing that. And I think with all his flaws, I get it. He turns the ball over. But I think with when you have Jimmy Butler, you got Bam out of by, you got Tyler Hero, you got a bunch of young guys and youngish guys, guys in their prime or whatever, whatever their prime of their career may be. You can play run-and-gun basketball, and Russell Westbrook would prosper off of that. You you don't have a big man who's just a stand in the paint. He can't get up and down the court. You got Bam out of bio. I think Russell Westbrook, and, and we're going to talk about him here in a second, but I think okay. Russell Westbrook would make, if for, for a realistic option for the past two years who realistically could have been on this Heat roster, Russell Westbrook could have took them and maximized whatever the Heat may be. And maybe okay. that no matter what move you make without move, without trading and gutting your team, you don't get a superstar, but it like, okay, Russell Westbrook could have been had for cheap in the trade last year. He could have been had at, obviously he got bought out by Utah and we'll talk about him in a second, but he could have been got at a small price that you got Kevin Love for. Like, I think Russell Westbrook will be a guy who realistically the Heat could have added over the past two years okay. that could have moved the needle. Does it make them, they win a championship? No, but I don't know if without gutting the team, if there's really a move, they don't have enough pieces to even gut. Yeah, the- and I'm not even being totally realistic. But I, like again, you watch them. I don't. I, I appreciate the answer. I just always try to like think about like them when somebody watches a team close, they they kind of have a feel for it. Chris. Who, yeah, who would I, you pick? Who would you say, Chris? It was Kyrie Irving. It's Kyrie Irving because you guys need a dynamic offensive player. I think the cost was. Yeah, the- but I'm not. I didn't ask that. I, the fair, to be fair, my question. I said, don't worry about salary. Kyrie Irving would yeah. to me like that's Mo's a game answer changer. Was correct and Kyrie Irving would have put you guys legit. I wouldn't be surprised if you're in the conference finals because you guys need a dynamic score. You Russell's obviously Russell will call it would have cost you a lot less. And not like Kyrie Irving went for a lot. He didn't go for a lot. I think he went for two first and you know some role players and all that. So he didn't go for much. But Kyrie would have been the dynamic player you guys need. He would have bought in. He would have bought in because there's no pressure. It's not New York and all that. You're not dealing with the media and all that. You guys are a lot lot, 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 lot
they would embrace him and that's the player you need. I told you, I was like, yo, Mo, they, the Miami Heat need to go after Kyrie Irving. I mean, like, that's I the guy. Kyrie, but I Kyrie, feel like- if you give me, if you're, if I'm going into the playoffs, excuse me, with Kyrie, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, and, and let's say they had traded whatever. Let's say that's the core. I don't know. I'm feeling good. Okay. My, oh, Russ, Russ, I'm, I know I got you side. I just, I was just the, 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 the scoring. Yeah. I just, I, I think you guys need to, you don't need another guy who's just not going to be efficient. Yeah. He, he's a solid, you know, he could do a I lot. I think but the biggest I thing I see when I watch the heat is that they, they have to play the game too close to the hoop. All of them a little bit. I know, I know hero stretches it and stuff, but just in general, like the floor seems a little tight, which is I know that serves them well. Playoff basketball, I get it, but you got to get to playoff. You basketball. can't play playoff basketball for eighty-two games because Thanks. that's what I'm getting at. Well, I mean, Chris played that style all the time, yeah. Like, and yeah, I think well, Kyrie, I learned that with, Kyrie would have been. Chris learned it with Tibbs. I learned it with Tibbs. Like you, when you play that way for eighty-two games, it catches up. Now we'll see what happens in the playoffs, but yeah, I'd but like, it puts you I'd in. I like to see it opened up. I like to see it just opened up a little bit. But I, you know what? It's a Jimmy Butler team. It's it. That's how it's going to be played. Um, but the way the Heat play, it is one of those like it's cool that we know you could turn it up in the playoffs. We understand yeah. Jimmy Butler is a guy in the playoffs. We understand that. Like nobody's also been banged up this year too. So if you lose yeah, him at any point in the playoffs, year, but he was banged up last year in yeah, Miami. He was good. He was so good last year. Yeah, in the and Miami figured out a way to finish first with all the bang ups last year. I'm just saying if that shot goes down. That's all yeah, I'm saying. And, and that would be a different story of who Jimmy Butler is. I think that would have been career changing essentially. Um, but I just think like when you try and play playoff basketball for 82 games out the year, it just slows you down because well, that's what that that's the whole random Tuesday new- night games is like, yep. all right, let's stretch the floor. Let's score a whole bunch I, of points. Like you're not holding the teams under a hundred points on any given night. Dude, the score is the season. Just guys are quick. the worst. You have worst point per games in, in the NBA right now. Kyrie we're good and they're a good team because Kyrie he helps you three point shooting because three point shooting right now is a little because Max Drews is I don't is, think calm down think a little bit. A real, I don't think Kyrie could play in that system though for very long without snapping. I don't but think that, but you don't even need him for a long time because all you need him for is the half a season. But I think you don't sure I know I I and the thing is here's the thing. Here's the thing about Kyrie. I'm just kind of like I'm at the point with Kyrie. We won't do it. I know this is not part of the show, but just my opinion on Kyrie real quick is I'm just at the point to like I need him to finish a season playing at full speed and not do anything nuts. And then I'll I'll talk about it. I'm just so tired of like seeing what I see like a few nights ago, like versus Memphis and being like, okay, this is the guy. And then it just, it takes a turn South. And I'm like, Oh, he just wasted my time for another off season. So I will let you know after the season is over, how I feel about Kyrie Irving. And speaking of Kyrie Irving, Jeff, because there's another player who's in the similar path of how you feel. It's Russ. Yeah. So before we get into our last topic, Russell Westbrook, Moved the locker rooms and went across the hallway. That's a wild move through the Los Angeles Clippers. And it what makes here I'm a, what makes this crazy is the simple fact that last night a report came out from Chris Haynes, who he's got a lot of access to a lot of players. We know he's close to Russ. He's close to LeBron. Like he has a few players that he's really close to, and he reported that it really seems like Russ is either going to the Washington Wizards or the Chicago Bulls. Like. The Clippers were kind of out at that point last night during the All-Star game or whatever. If you're a social media person and you went on Twitter. And so you wake up, you, you, you probably eat breakfast, you do your morning routine, and then boom, like Woe's tweets, Russell Westbrook is going to the Los Angeles Clippers. So for me, I hate the move for the simple fact I'm just going to spread my agenda and then let y'all talk about it. I don't like Kawhi Leonard. Um, I think this makes the Clippers a lot better. Now, I won't say a lot better, but this was a team who borderline we could see reaching the finals regardless if they just walk, yeah. finally get into the playoffs healthy, which is one of the biggest ifs, but still a possibility. Like, if they get into the playoffs healthy, this is one of the most dangerous teams in the NBA, let alone in the wide-open Western Conference. You add Russell Westbrook, who I think we saw what he looked like with Paul George. They do fit together. I think Kawhi is an easy guy for a guy like Russ. To fit, but I hate Kawhi Leonard, and so I just think this up the ante on the Clippers have a possibility of winning the championship. They upgraded their 
roster with getting Eric Gordon and Mason Plumley and Bones Highland prior to the trade deadline. And then you just like, you know what? We're not done making moves. We get to add Russell Westbrook for nothing for the rest of the season. And he showed he still got it as a six man, one with the Lakers. Like he still has some, you know, drive in him. And one thing about Russ that I always love is like, you never watch Russell, what no matter how good or bad he can play, you never watch him and feel like he, he, he didn't leave it out on the floor. Like he plays a hundred percent, like he plays hard pretty much a hundred percent of the time. He yeah, might, but sometimes he plays hard in the wrong direction a lot of times. And, and that's where I was getting to where he might turn over the ball a lot, but you're just like, you kind of accept what Russ is at this point. He will, he's turnover prone or whatever, but Russ to the Clippers, Jeff, just what does this do for the Clippers? Like? I like it. Here's the thing. So I'm just going to give you a giveaway now. It, it touches on to our next subject. I f- like, as of this morning, I have, the Clippers as my team to come out of the West. Um, if, cause I think we're going to get the Paul George that we got last year. Um, if we get the Kawhi that we, the playoff Kawhi that we've seen in the past, you know, I, I kind of, I'm kind of with Mo a little bit on the Kawhi stuff, but the fact of the matter is if, if he's playing on, you know, all cylinders and in the playoffs, and then if Russ is willing to accept the, his role, like if he's willing to accept, like, how he can perform best in that six man type role or when that if, and then I, I, I guess I'm looking at the best version of all these players. And if you're going to give me Russ from what, what I think it, man, it feels like forever ago now, maybe four or five years ago, that last run with OKC when they should have took out golden state and, and clay, clay Thompson wouldn't let it happen. Like if you're going to give me that Russ and you know, you're going to give me the George, the, you know, the best version of George, I think that they got a they got a deep roster. They got momentum late in the season. Uh, a lot of it is because I don't trust that KD is going to be healthy going into the playoffs. So I'm kind of eliminating the Suns based on that. So I like the move because George knows everybody knows Russ by now. Like you, you can't be surprised by what you're going to get. Like if you if, if, at this point in his career. You know, if you don't know what you're bringing into the locker room, literally the guy has a locker on the you know the other side of the stadium, then you just didn't do your homework. Um, I like it. Uh, I don't think it. I don't think that was a difference that made him a ton better. But getting a getting a Hall of Famer doesn't make you worse. Um, and I think this is a team that can blend him in. I like where they're at right now, and I th- I think this is the best shot the Clippers have had, probably ever in 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 my opinion i think this is if i if i line everything up i think they're in good shape this year so uh overall i like the move and i want old russ what old old russ back i want you know what i mean i want that 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 playoff russ from decades ago um i curse i still curse patrick beverly because i think he i think he stole something from Russ that I, i don't know if we'll ever get that version of his career back even though he got healthy after it uh after that that awkward knee injury. What's that a decade ago? Yeah. I'm glad you said that because I'm glad you just now put all of the pressure on the Los Angeles Clippers. Oh yeah. True. Because I think the addition of, here's what I'll say before I throw it to Chris, the addition of Russell Westbrook now gives the Los Angeles Clippers zero excuses for not one getting there. To the finals and two winning a championship. And I know there are other teams with championship aspirations. I understand that. But they are now a team. They have put themselves in position adding Bones Highland, Eric Gordon, Russell Westbrook, and Mason Plumley for essentially nothing. When you really think about it, like no real contributor to their team. They were able to keep their quarter team. They got their Zubak and Paul George Kawhi, Terrence Mann. Everybody, I know they got rid of Reggie Jackson, but essentially, like you did get back Russell Westbrook at some point in return. And I love Reggie Jackson, by the, the way. I love watching him play basketball. Zero excuses now. So, Chris, Russ to the Clippers. What? What's what's their ceiling? What do you like? What 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 does this make them now? Like, if they don't win the championship, I guess what I'd ask you is this, Chris: If they don't win the championship with adding what they've added on top of adding Russell Westbrook, what do the Clippers do from here? Oh well, there there's a lot that happens if they don't win a championship. They got to really assess, you know, you know what's going to be their direction going forward and all that. And even though I think they they would still run it back another another year, um, but they would really have to consider. It, it also depends how far they go. Like if they if they lose to, in seven, 
you know, to let's say the Suns or whatever, you know, it's, you know, maybe they could be like, you know, we could run it back. You know, we lost in seven to the Suns, KD Booker went off, you know, things happen and all that. But if they lose in round one to Sacramento or something, then that's a different, that's a different. Now you really have to evaluate things, you know, uh, because, but as far as us to the Clippers, it's, it's a good move for them because, there's not a lot of expectations with Russ coming there. You know, um, if he doesn't work out, then this might be it for Russ. And you just put him on the bench because you've got some pieces. You know, they added Bones Highland. You know, they just added Eric Gordon, Plumley. You know, they got Norman Powell, who's, who's who was my pick for six man of the year for the first half so far. He's been tremendous, you know, as as a six man. You know, they still have, a, um, um, what's his face? Um, i trying to think of his name. Um uh Marcus Morris, you know all that, you know obviously PG and all that. You know um and Terrence Mann to me is has been playing really yeah, good yeah, ball. They've got a nice play. They have offer. pieces. They Man. have pieces. So Russ coming off the bench with Eric Gordon and and Bones Highland and all and, and Norman Powell, I mean that's not solid. You're not expecting him to do too much. And as we, hate, as we sit know. today, Chris, who who's better? As we, as, as right now you start the season over, who's better, the Nuggets or the Clippers? Clippers. Clippers. And I know the Nuggets, it, it's crazy because for the Nuggets, they are the number one seed. They have a five-game lead off the second off the second seed Memphis. And yet we talk about them as if they have no shot of winning a championship. Yeah, the but, Nuggets are the Minnesota Vikings of the NBA. But it, there's something about them. Great comparison. Yeah, they're, they're the Minnesota Vikings of the NBA, literally. It's something about them. We're just missing the Grizzlies. When, we come, when they come playoff time. Jokic gets a little has you know too much on his plate you know especially defensively now because now it's closer it's closer you're playing the same team the game gets tighter you know and you know Jamal Murray's played solid of late you know you know he he's starting to come on you know feeling healthy from the knee injury it's going to come down to Michael Porter Jr. and Aaron Gordon do you trust those two guys come on I don't trust Michael Porter Jr. one bit no nobody does if you're if you I winning a series comes down to so okay so I want to say this real quick before we get to our last okay. topic okay so now that you said okay if you if your team comes down to are you not trust is it, it moves past your star player and you're talking about Michael Porter Jr. Aaron Gordon you're not a great team first off second off when I want to talk about Jokic is when he gets to the playoffs right you eliminate all the bad teams all the bad players in the NBA there is no such thing as an easy matchup, essentially. Now, especially when you look at it right now, the Nuggets are not the one seed and could happen to face the Lakers. We'll just say the like they could get the Lakers as the draw at the eighth seed. One thing about Jokic is they can tell me he's the best center in the NBA, but when he faces the top, the next four best centers in the NBA, and that's the Anthony Davis, that's Joel Embiid, that's Bam Adebayo, some any given night that's DeAndre Ayton, he gets eight up. And so that's the problem where why we're not buying Jokic and the Nuggets of being champions is because when Jokic, who is the best player on the team, matches up against guys probably slightly less than him, I would say Embiid's better, but outside of that, guys who are slightly less, he gets eight up by Anthony Davis. He gets eight up by Bam Adebayo. He gets eight up by DeAndre Ayton. So we don't even know. He's not unquestionably the best guy at his position. And he's the best player on his team where more often than not, every other team that we think could win the championship, their best player on their team is probably a lot closer, the best player at their position. And if they're not, I know like when we talk about like LeBron or Tatum or Kyrie or what, or LeBron Tatum or KD or whatever, the, the, the mark is so close that you would take either one of them at any given night, as far as the best small forward, but they're the best player on their team where we're Jokic. If he plays a guy who's close to his caliber, he gets eight up. So we don't buy them as champions. And he kind of he has that James Harden thing where he kind of tends to fade. Well, I, and I think you're right. It's it's what it is when the when the basketball changed to playoff basketball. Let's let's face it: the NBA playoffs is almost a different sport than than anything else we've seen. It that and so when the when when these guys get the playoff mode, what happens with Jokic? I don't even think it's as much about him. I think it's as much about when the defense gets tighter on the other four guys on the floor, then that takes that takes away a lot of what he does as good as anybody. Like I don't want to be I want to be clear. He's awesome. But when the defense gets tighter on the four guys around him, it changes the way the Nuggets play basketball. And that, 
you know, that inside out approach just is, it looks different. We've seen it. I mean, we've seen it with Gobert for years. Like when, when, if it, they play the Warriors in round one, he ain't, ain't going to be able to do what he does. There you go. That's the that's Warriors could, could really well be their first round opponent. Cause Warriors are in that eight, and, nine and range roll, right now. Roll them. And they'll roll them. And that's the thing is like, Steph's, if you're not, if I don't think if, if the Warriors I think are healthy, Steph, they beat them in, in seven. I don't know if without him, but with I him, think they do they might be favorite over the the nuggets. So that's why that's just been my thing is like, I don't want to get, you know, just, just flat out disrespect there. Cause what they've done is impressive and they have a five game lead. In yeah. The there's Western nothing Conference, wrong with being good. And there's they're dominant at home. They're, they're only have like four losses at home. So like they're dominant at home. But my thing is once we get to the playoffs and like you said, everything is compacted and all that yeah. and all that. And Jokic can't, I, I you know, think the Mavs Jokic can't be Jokic. The Mavs are better. I think the Clippers are better. I think you know, yeah, they play Kyrie and, and they play once Kyrie it's, and Luka they play the chemistry, Mavs, like, it's, like it's, they might get cooked with all that pick and roll with Luca yeah. and, 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 uh, and Kyrie and all that. Like, so that's my thing is like, you know, even with the a healthy Pelicans, like, if Zion's back and Bi's healthy, like I might. Well, there's, there's, see, there's where I get like, into the like. I just, the only team I think they could, they're truly better than I, right now in the West that are in the playoff contention. I think they would, if you're going one through eight right now, or or, or one through ten, Oklahoma City they would take care of handily, and I think Sacramento, I don't think handily. <laughs> no, no, they would, they would. I think they would win in five or five. And, you know, I think you know they what? They might win in a close maybe. five, like a fun yeah. five. I'll like Shay would have his his moments and all that, but like yeah. that, like I think just simply because Oklahoma City is so young, and they don't have anything anyone else that can take. That and can they take just over. don't. They just don't care. I just yeah. don't care. I like I like teams like that. Like everybody knocks you know the NBA, and I'm like, just watch OKC play a game. Fun. It's yeah. a, it's so much fun. Like like just just watch one game. Don't worry about the playoffs. Like again, Chris, don't worry about the championships. Like you said, just watch Make the freaking score. game for five minutes. I'm telling you, it's third in the league fun. in points per game. OKC. It's it's and they're good. They're a good team. I'm they're sorry, they're like they're arguably the fastest paced. They're not arguably, I think they are. They play at the fastest pace in the NBA right but now. But it doesn't look like how the Rockets did it. Like it looks, it where it, it, it looks more like you it wears you out. The Rockets are doing right now. Like y'all, y'all, y'all don't remember some of the old, old Denver teams and old, like uh, uh, I think it was Houston did it too before the second run of Houston, uh, Phoenix. That's the other one. Like it was, it was real pressure they put on you. Like you know, yeah, it looked a little more. Natural. So we're going to get into the last topic, and it's the late season storylines. And so, Jeff, I'm going to start with you. Like, okay. give me a storyline going into, we call it the second half, but this is really the last 25% essentially of the NBA season. Late storyline, late season storyline that you're paying attention to, especially since now yeah. you're buying, you're, you're all in on the NBA at this point. There's no football. We can talk about the XFL, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Nah, but there's no football. You're all in on basketball. It's March Madness. It's the NBA. Like everything is basketball right now. Give me a late season storyline. So the two things I'm watching cl- the closest. A, I just the 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 easiest one is, and I don't even care how it turns out. I I just want LeBron back in the playoffs. Just selfishly, like I don't want to like keep losing these seasons of of LeBron. I just kind of miss him being around in the playoffs, even though they've been great. Uh, so that's one. I just want to see the Lakers storyline, how it plays out with this kind of remanufactured team. But um, another one is I really want to – I'm really watching the Celtics Bucks. I think they're the two best teams in the league. I think they're the two best playoff teams coming in. And uh, selfishly, I said a few years ago when everybody was talking about it's time to split up Tatum and Brown, you know, I wrote an article on it for you guys, and I was like, have they thought about just getting better together, like building the team together? But here's what happened. Everybody gave me everybody gave me flack for it. Well, guess what? That's what they did. They learned how to get better as a duo, and it raised the level of the team. I love this Celtics team right now. I think that full healthy uh, going into it, I think they're my favorites, and I still love Giannis. So I want to see how good these teams can get, and I'm assuming that that's going to be the last two standing in the East. So I just want to see night in and night out, like, you know, what level these two teams, I'm, I'm really watching them close to see how they evolve and, and what's going on. I think this Tatum all-star weekend, I, I honestly think that that might put him up another 5%, which is going to put him into just like superstardom kind of like at the year we saw like Kawhi just kind of like 
turn the switch and you're like, what is this? You know, like he was 10% better for Toronto and won the, you know, won the championship. If Tatum gets 5% better, like he's going to be close to unstoppable. So watching that really close. And then I'm watching all the young teams. Like I consider like Grizzlies young, OKC. Do they feel like getting in the playoffs? Are they going to start to tank? Things like that. Um, I like uh, I like seeing how the the young superstars are going to fare and how they how they uh, approach the playoffs. Yeah, that's definitely. I mean, yeah, and I think I think that's where where you say with the whole LeBron thing. Like, I think that's where the Lakers can capitalize is because we are in the last twenty five percent, and teams are coming out of this All Star break trying to figure out like, do we want to get in the playoffs as a playing right. team or do we want to tank? There's a couple prospects that's worth tanking for the Scoot Henderson who we've seen on the display this weekend the Victor Wimbayama yeah. who we've seen on display this weekend so and, and a couple of others college basketball is ramping up so at the same time like as a, as a team like this is where the college basketball prospects separate themselves from others and it's like okay that's my guy I want I'm, I'm just watching the east in general because I love this lineup in the east uh, I'm curious if the Sixers can hold it together like we've been waiting for this is Embiid's like ninth year like we've been waiting for this. Like I want to see if they can hold it together. Um, the Ben Simmons story is beyond fascinating. This new Nets team, this KD play. Like it is literally every night there's a different awesome storyline to pay attention to. And it's it's great for the league to not only have the great games, but to also have, you know, the Facebook and the TikTok the next morning to talk about it. It's a, it's a, it's a really good time for the league. It's all, it's going to be an awesome you would, couple You months. would think that it was only two teams that had a chance to win a championship, Jeff, the way people talk about the league is, oh, but yet there's yeah. as much parity as there's ever been, but in good parity, Chris and good, good parody. parody, good That's, parody. Cause yeah, not, not NFL parody. This is, this is good. Parody. These are, these are, don't take don't take your foot off the gas for a second because OKC will ruin your season, you know, type exactly. of year. Exactly. Like people complained, you know, when it was Oak Golden State versus the Cavs. Oh, we only got two teams, or maybe I there know. was a third team, maybe. And now we got a bunch of parity, especially out west, and we got what five teams, four or five teams out east that can get out. So I like, said it earlier in the week about it about how things are going. This is the season to where the NBA officially like puts college basketball on the back burner and like puts it back to being college basketball. Like the, the playoffs are going to be better than March madness. Yeah. No, yes. I agree. And this is what we're, this is like, see what it, the all-star game is irrelevant now. Like who cares now it's about, oh, yeah, exactly. half push. Yeah, but it was fun to talk about it. it like we talked, we talked, we talked, think about it. going up to the real quick, going up to the super bowl. We talked about the NBA for three days leading into the super bowl. We're talking about the freaking all-star game. So that's where the NBA is at. Like, NBA that's the King. popularity. NBA is still as popular as ever. It's, no, of, it's the most popular sport in the world right now. People do, And literally the world. Literally the world. Yeah, 100%. So, Chris, before we get up out of here, late season storyline, give it to me. To me, you know, as a fan of the league, I, I just want to see the positioning out West because, it, you know, I, I, you know, I don't like to play the game as well. Well, if things ha- happen right now, but just to play it, Clippers and Suns would play each other right now. And we just talked about pressure. We're going to have pressure in the first round. And that's good. That, that's that's drama. You know, TNTs are drama. There you go. That's drama. Seven game series that could be a championship level, you know, series. We get that in round one, we could possibly get. And like the pressure, Kawhi PG going against Kevin Durant and the pressure for the Phoenix, who just made this bad big trade. Both teams would, you know, that would be fun. But I just want to see the positioning because, uh, like you said, we got the Warriors, you know, the Lakers in that, like, you know, in, in trying to get that last spot. Does, oh, like you said, does OKC ruin everything? What direction do they go in? Do, oh, do they push for the playoffs or do they push because, you know, Vic, you know, just to be in the Victor Women Yama three stakes and all that. So that's going to be fun seeing them, you know, seeing what Denver does. Like the West is going to be fun. And obviously out East, you know, what we see from Philadelphia 76ers, you know, uh, is hard and can hard and get over that hump because it's that's mm-hmm. all is missing from his resume, you know, is, is winning a championship. And like, you know, so can he get over that hump? Does this Cleveland Cavaliers team, you know, surprise some teams and all that? You know, what happens with the Miami and the Knicks? They're kind of right in that Brooklyn. Does Brooklyn fall off? I don't think they're going to fall off the way people think, you know, so there, there's a there's a storylines for days, you know, 
Uh, Ken Toronto surprising people, you know, that, you know, they went in and, and they got Yacoperto at the deadline. People thought they were sellers. They won the buying at the deadline. What do they do? So, you know, Miami, it's just, I could go all day with storylines because there's an immense amount of storylines. There's players under pressure and all that, you know, with like Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, PG, all that, you know, you know, MVP race, you know, uh, it's, it's going to come down to me to be Giannis, Jokic and Embiid and you know are we going to get a third time third straight MVP from Jokic are we going to get Giannis three out of four are we going to get Embiid going to win his first Tatum uh, Tatum's going to be in there too you know Tatum right now they're number one seed and all that does he win his first MVP and like you said does he take that next level of superstar he's on the door he's knocking on the door for me my my club is exclusive it's very exclusive so he's always knocking on the door does he break that door open and get into that superstar because it's a big so, so many storylines go for days i can't wait i'm excited i i'm really am. it's funny a few years ago you guys did a show and you ask everybody who would you pick right now it was one of our first shows we ever did before we were a network i think and um you guys you guys ask everybody um luca or tatum and here's what's funny no nobody was wrong I nobody I took Tatum because of defense, but I still I still lean that way, but it's nobody was wrong that night. That's funny. Yeah. So before we close out, for me, the late season storyline is simple. For me, bro, there's about five to seven teams that have championship or bust aspirations. Like literally, their season is championship or bust. You gotta win. And I'm gonna name those off. The Clippers. I think the Mavericks have put themselves in there adding Kyrie. And the only reason I say that is because like if the Mavericks don't win the championship, are they able to keep Kyrie? Like that's why I say that, but I don't think it'll look if they get back to the Western conference finals or whatever, like this is the team who went to the Western conference finals. No Kyrie. They added Kyrie. I know they had to give up to get some, but at the same time you feel like they're better. Are are they able to do enough? Is it win a championship or Kyrie dips? So that's where I think their championship or bust, but I don't think they have to, if they don't win a championship, I don't think we'll. I think always- it's Western Conference or bust, but you're we're, we're on the same page. Yeah, but I don't. I just don't think like championship will be like we look at them as a failure of a season, but it could be the difference of keeping Kyrie or not. I think the Phoenix Suns are championship or bust. Yeah. Um. The 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 Nuggets are championship or bust. I think we're going to see a guy who's possibly hitting unprecedented waters by winning three MVPs in a row. And I think to be able to, if you do that, I think you have to win a championship. That's just me. And then I think Philly, I think Milwaukee, and I think Boston. Like, so I think there's three teams yeah. in the East and four teams in the West where I think they're all championship or bust. And what I'm interested in seeing, only one team is go- out of those, and, and the Clippers. The Clippers are one of the teams out the West, too. Out of all those teams, only one team is going to win the championship. And so what I'm interested in seeing is I guess it's late season, but at the same time, like later on, come June, July, August, what are the teams that don't win the championship? What direction do they decide? Yeah, that's a big one. I think Phoenix will stay put. If they don't win the championship, obviously they got Kevin Durant. They'll they'll be like, you know what? We only had him for 20-something games. Yeah, next year next year is the pre- real pressure for the Suns. Yeah, they might, they might fix some things here, but I think really? like, Clippers don't win the championship. What do they do with the Kawhi and PG era? Clippers have more pressure, yeah. If the Nuggets don't win the championship, you know, do I they? I think Celtics and Bucks are fine. I, I, I think, think they both need. I think, I think they both they have, have to win. I think yeah. they have a strong core, but I'm looking like Denver. Like, if they don't win the championship, like, how That's do they decide to build around Jokic? You know, for for the future. I think if Philly doesn't win, how do they like? Does Harden stay? Does he stay in Philly? Does Embiid one out? Yeah. Like, you know what? This this just isn't. This is the best opportunity I had to win. I couldn't win the championship. You know what? I'm going to go somewhere else yeah. and try and figure it out. Like, I think all the teams, the seven. Six or seven teams that have real champ, real championship or bust aspirations on the season. I feel like if they don't win, they could go a totally different direction. Chaos for the summertime. What about Golden the- State? Or they just they, they plan on they just plan on house money. They yeah, they don't have. I don't they're, think they have, are. They're they're they a mess. Soon. They they need this. They need this because this is their their the team. A, they need to find any type of motivation. Like last year, the motivation yeah. was everyone counted them out, which I include. I'm including myself. I counted them out. Like I thought it was done, but like they need this because now it's like, well, everyone thinks it's well, finally the thing over. Is, now 
They're you know, once we get they if they're healthy, they're gonna be they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be a dangerous they're, they're gonna be favorites over the they're, Denver Nuggets. Their roster and money first. is about to be a mess soon, so they probably it's already a mess. It's a, that's why they had to trade Wiseman <laughs> because Wiseman would have triggered like a twenty million. Like they would have this to is, go over. This there is it the, for Draymond, right? This is Draymond's done. This is last year, right? They can't afford all these guys. He's gonna be on the inside the NBA next year, right? Unfortunately, I think he plays. I don't. I don't think he'll be out I don't the think he's going to You play. think he's sticking around? My God! I think he goes. He to like, really does. He, does anybody think there's someone different more in the NBA history than Draymond? Like, no, I think he goes very to like confident human being. He thinks very he, confident. He thinks he had one. He had a fa- he's fantastic Hall of Fame career, but he thinks it looks different. <laughs> Yeah, he does, but I think he it's one of the Abdul-Jabbar, but that's fine. I, I have no problem. And you know what? When you win four championships, I don't blame and, you. And you're the cog, and you're the cog. Like, huge, yep. You're, you're the X factor of 100%. your team. I don't this. I, I'm not mad at you for thinking higher of yourself yeah. than maybe you should. You won four championships. Yeah. You're probably going to the Hall of Fame. You're one of the most important, unimportant players in NBA history when you really think about it. Yeah, like he was. He was as important as he was the Golden State success. We don't look at. Draymond Green isn't a top 75 player. He's not a top no. 100 player in NBA history. But he did his job. Perfectly. Turn around, you look at it, you'd be like, if I got go, LeBron James. He's oh, arguably the greatest role player of all time. Like when Somebody, you, Somebody's got to only give up 30. Well, what did he average in this? Like, LeBron had to average. That was, the, that was Iguodala. That, oh, oh yeah, God. that was yeah, it. LeBron had to average LeBron, LeBron had 30 for 30, four series. He was averaging him. over 30. He was average, almost a triple. Yeah, double. he almost averaged a thirty-five point triple double in Andre. With no Kyrie, with one no NBA Kyrie was hurt. MVP yeah. for shutting down LeBron. But I'm not getting into and that. No Kevin Love, yeah. and still oh. somehow. <laughs> but shout that, out, but you know what's crazy? That little that giving Iguodala uh, Finals MVP messed up Steph Curry because people thought, well, he Steph it never won a Finals Steph. MVP. Steph Curry was the finals MVP in that series. And then we would shut up. I think had to prove it last year. Like he had to validate it's crazy. As great as Steph has been his whole career, he had to validate his career last year by winning a championship and finally winning. Shout out to Iguodala, the great career by Iguodala. I hate Iguodala. But either way, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. I appreciate everybody for listening. Uh Jeff, I appreciate you for jumping on. Chris, I appreciate you for jumping on. We are on the second half or the second 25% of the NBA season. And on that note, Up in Flames is out.